Hey, good evening, everybody. It's Ranger Rick and Long Lex Louise, Joe Betch, <laughs> and it is what day of the week is it? Tuesday. Tuesday, now? Tuesday June eleventh. No, July. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. July eleventh. Yeah. yeah. We have been on the road for 35, 36 days now. Our last podcast was about us staying in Red Lodge with Kelly and Peter. Um, what were the other items? Smith Falls. Smith Falls with Amy and Greg that we met there. Fossil Butte. Fossil Butte, where we went um, digging for fish fossils and found some. So we are bringing those back, hopefully in one piece. What was that? What So that experience. Oh, we actually talked about that last time, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what have we done since... Fossil Butte, which was in Wyoming. We went to Craters of the Moon in yep. Idaho. That was really cool. It's like a whole another planet. Yeah, so driving into it, it was like, oh my gosh, wow. And then it just kept getting to be more intense. And it was like literally driving to another planet as we drove up. So yep. if you've never been, you need to put crater craters of the moon in idaho on your must see places uh the park rangers there were awesome they were friendly they had a couple bat caves that we got to explore so one was a bat cave and no robin uh and huh. then some a bat tunnel that we crawled through and yep. we posted videos that uh, they of course suffer from white nose syndrome wns uh, two of the caves were closed off to visitors. Those caves may have not been contaminated. But um, just to recap on WNS, it's, uh, I believe it's a fungus that the bats come in contact with. And as they're hibernating in winter, it causes them to, it agitates them and they scratch. And then they end up waking in the middle of hibernation. Uh, as a result of that, they are unable to go back into hibernation and they starve to death there's no food for them during the winter and so it kills 70 to 100 percent of bat colonies and we need those bats because right now we're using DEET to keep these damn mosquitoes off of us so please for the love of God care for our bats put up bat homes near your place have them eat all these damn mosquitoes right agreed what was your favorite part of Craters of the Moon? Probably being on top of that huge-ass, like, mountain thingy where, like, this things were spewing out and it created this big oh, the tower. Sp the splatter cones? Yeah. The three splatter cones? Yeah. Um, I wanted to ki uh, kill you on that hike. Uh, that was, yeah. Even with snacks and water, Joe almost died. <laughs> no. That's cool. The really big one was, like, you could see... The entire world out there almost it was like windy and nice feeling and like for as far as the, i can see miles of these lava um, formations um i forgot what the one that you could if you step through it could collapse i forgot what the like the lava flows or something like that uh, but the park is very conscientious of keeping the integrity of those fields pristine uh, people earlier visitors to the park had destroyed some of the um, natural wonders out there and so now 
is very much follows this boardwalk. There is one trail that you can follow that's not on a boardwalk and everything. And my only complaint was that there needed to be, since the, there was so much space out there that you could climb and explore and everything, it would be nice if they had a, a small section of the park set aside to just free range, um, like the cattle do all across the Midwest and parts of uh, Canada. So, do you remember what we did after Craters of the Moon? Do we head towards Glacier Park? Was in Montana? Yeah. Oh, we went to Jim Mountain first. Oh, yeah. So, what was your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, not my thing, because you buy buckets and you sift through the buckets and look for potentially already found gems that was, you know, damaged or whatever. I don't know. We got two buckets. And we found how much? How many gems did we find? How many? Yeah. Uh, you found like 30-something carrots or whatever, I think. Yeah, but or they're all like broken, damaged, whatever. Flawed. They said they were flawed. Um, you had three, I think, that could have been cut down, but they would have literally been the smallest um, cut that you could have in a gem. I found the largest one, but he said it looked like they um, it had been the victim of a dino disco. Yep. So fat-ass dinosaurs cracked my sapphire. The cool thing about the sapphires, what color were most of them? Bluish green, I think. I was thinking like sea green. Okay. So they get heat treated that will turn them the deep blue that people are accustomed to. Or other colors. Right. Um, most of those would be deep blue, but I did find one pink one, pinkish one, which when heat treated would retain that and it reacts to black light. Still not worth crap, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of buying the two buckets. They were kind of expensive. <laughs> Well, I didn't buy them. You did, but <laughs> I was about to say I wouldn't have bought. I was like, "Damn, the two buckets!" I was like, "You sifted through my two buckets. I didn't see your two. <laughs> um, so we did that glacier. Oh, so I guess we went to. Oh no, there was the. Um, I think we skipped the glacier view campground and sawtooth, or did... no, we did do that. Um, is where we got to shower with the coins and the water was cold and then went hot. Then we um, did laundry at that. That one. was the glaciers. Well, it was a glacier. That was Red no, was Lake glacier, or something. Right. It was Glacier View Campground in the Sawtooth National Forest. But right. Was, um, oh, the camp host. We met her. I forgot what her name was. Um, she's very particular about her campground, her area. Um, very meticulous in cleaning. I, I do remember that. I'm trying to think. She started the leaf blower like 7 a.m. It Jesus. Seems. Yeah, I forgot about that. I was like, a leaf blower? Really? Um, we Oh, that's where we hiked across the river. Oh, yeah. Across it, the log jam. The log bridge. Yeah. Well, the log jam bridge. As a natural occurrence from all the fallen trees that had just been wedged and interlocked and everything uh, so that you could end up crossing the the river, the large stream um, because of it. 
Is there anything else we did on that one? We ate at the lodge. We did laundry. We showered. Oh, we yeah, hiked. Yeah. It was only there the one night, right? Yeah, the one night. Because after we left that, that's when we went to Gem Mountain the next day. And we were going to stay there two nights, but we ended up boondocking. Oh, that was one of the mountain passes mm. that my nerves were shot on. And we went into town. We ate dinner then in town. Um, There's a wedding party, but they got us seated and fed us before they catered to them. And then we went and boondocked by a, a little creek there. Um, yeah, that one was pretty cool. Yeah. And then after that... We thought we saw some potentially thin northern lights or either chemtrails. We wasn't really sure. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because it was kind of reflecting light or something in the night sky. Not really sure. And then we went <clears> to <throat> the gold panning area in or Libby Creek in Libby, Montana. What, what do you remember of that? We boondocked as well. We hiked through the creek or the river there. You were pinning for gold. I was drinking and taking videos oh, and pictures. <laughs> yeah. Tell everybody how much gold I found. Zero. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the trip hasn't been paid egg. for yet. No. <laughs> not not. Oh, it has. Just out of my no longer 401k. Um so let's see, there was another guy digging into the mountainside and I didn't really feel like harassing him. It's like if you're camping and everything else, like, oh, you go strike up a conversation. But, you know, when someone's looking for gold, I kind of figured people would not be as talkative. Um, so I probably should have at least talked to him and felt him out. Um, not up, but, you know, oh. and uh, then... You know, maybe I could learn something from him. But you made some friends there. Or at least one friend. Oh, that loud-ass squirrel. Yes. It was cussing you out the entire time. It was annoying. I mean, there's one here, too. So his might... cousin just started right now, literally. That's hilarious. I think they know that we're talking about them. And then something crawled across the top of our tent that night. Oh, yeah, well, even before that, like the squirrel thing you brought us a little mushroom or like oh. had a mushroom in its mouth and then dropped it like near the site i was like no it weird. dropped it on a branch for you oh yeah yeah it literally the squirrel brought a gift and so we're like what are we supposed to do with this so we toasted it and it apparently got pissed at that um i think it was trying to poison joe right or get him high like teach you to talk shit about me eat right this. <laughs> and then Oh, there was, you didn't hear the moose in the middle of the night, but no. there were moose maybe 30 or 40 feet from our tent uh, blowing or whatever that noise is. It sounded like a larger one and a smaller one, so maybe a mom and a baby. And um, Then <laughs> after that, we went to Glacier National Park. What was our first... Well, in the tent that night before we left oh. the go painting place, it was that creepy thing crawling on top of the tent. It was either a mouse, squirrel, bat, something. Maybe a bat. I mean, it was very light, so I, I didn't think it was a squirrel. It just seemed too light. And then the only way, well, I guess, a, no, there's really no way a mouse could get on. It would have had to follow him for the treetops because um, we were underneath some trees that night. So that was... That was a nice setup. I enjoyed that setup. 
I enjoyed this the setup tonight too. We're at what lake is this? Scout Lake. Scout Lake outside of White Horse Yukon in Canada. Yep. So we made it up to the Yukon. Uh, BC is on fire. Multiple wildfires in BC. Very sad. Uh, we haven't seen them, but we've seen the smoke. We've breathed the smoke for, what, three days almost now? Day, today was day three. Yep. And it obscure, obscured the sun most of the days. Uh, this, as it said, it looks like as the sun was peeking out between some of the smoke and everything, it um, looked like the apocalypse setting in. Um, yeah, I have some pictures of that that I'll post to my Instagram eventually, which is Adventures of Jobatch. Oh, uh, but before we got to Canada, we were in Glacier National Park. We, so we entered Canada from the Glacier National Park entrance, and we did not get a time to enter uh, Glacier National Park. It requires you to uh, register for a time, an entrance time into the park uh, between the hours of 6 a.m. and 3 p.m. After 3 p.m., it is just admittance. You do have to pay for admittance. However, we have a national park pass. So we got to enter the park and we drove and drove. And then there were more mountain passes and my nerves were shot. So I didn't really get to see it. And we finally arrived to the campground that was slated for that stay. That was sold out. Yeah, originally it said open. By the time we got there, it said reservations only. And then... That's where we were informed that no tents were allowed. It was hard-sided campers only. Oh, right. So even if there was a spot available, there was no room for Rick and Joe. There was <laughs> for Jesus in the manger in the inn, but not a place for Rick and Joe. So we stayed. We drove outside of the park. Yeah, and there's like no signal there. So even if you go to the hotel to try to get like on the Wi-Fi from another bike to now, you got to be a guest. Oh, yeah. So... Fortunately, there was no rooms available in the inn. That's right, uh, because I would probably not have fitted the bill for that place anyways. I bet it was at least 500 a night. Um, so we stayed at a Native American-owned campgrounds on a reservation, and there were people that partied until 1 a.m. Yep. Quiet time was 11, which was a little late, but they partied until 1 a.m. Which, which apparently you're not supposed to have alcohol in that camp's like oh, yeah, day. and there had to have been alcohol. Um, they were singing happy birthday to kids until almost midnight. Uh, I was like, that is way past their bedtime. Uh, but the Karen and me did not come out. I reserved her for... For today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, dr I drove 12 hours yesterday and 100 hours today. So... Um, so, yeah, so that brings us up to the point of entry into Canada. And that, the entry was actually very pleasant. Minus um, the firewood you wasn't supposed to bring over anyway. Yeah. So, questions about alcohol, tobacco, things like that. They want their taxes if you were bringing them in, anything in. And he's like, what? He's like, have y'all been camping? I was like, oh, yes, sir, blah, blah, blah. He's like, do you have any firewood? And I'm like, Oh, hell, I should have known better. I'm so sorry. So had to pull over. We went to go unload it, and their entire bin was full of firewood. So clearly, you know, we're not the only one with that problem. But they have a pest that is contributing to Dutch elm disease. So they're trying to prevent that. So all about helping to 
make sure we're not contributing to that problem as I'm slapping the mosquitoes off my face, even with the beat. <coughs> so we were supposed to go to Banff, uh, the national park in Alberta, and then Jasper. But Joe here was tired of all the straight campgrounds, a.k.a. state and national parks, and wanted something a little bit more... My family. Your family. No kids running around screaming and, you know, people being crazy and looking at us, looking at us with judgy eyes like, ew, look at these guys. What? I haven't experienced any of that. But So we ended yeah. up getting there. And how long did we stay? <laughs> we checked in for three days and didn't leave for a week. Yeah. Sunday to Sunday. Met some great people there. Um, we are going back the first weekend of August. It's a long weekend for them again. And we'll be there probably uh, Thursday to Monday, maybe, or so, depending on how long we stay in Alaska. I might go there and never leave. Well, you know. <laughs> Until as, snow. <laughs> as long as you empty all your crap out of my Jeep and trailer to lighten the load, you are welcome to get off this ride anytime you want. <laughs> Do I get paid to get off the ride? Hell no. <laughs> I was actually thinking about sending you a bill. Oh, my God. Uh so, what were the highlights from Eagle Creek Campground? The people. Y'all built a deck. I supervised. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. We were actually packing up on day three or day four. And it's like, uh, it's time for us to get back on the road ahead to, I was going to say Atlanta, but to Alaska. And uh, they had finally gotten the wood delivered for Roy and Shane to have their deck built on their... Um, their campsite, they have a lease out there, a bunch of people there do. And so I'm like, I want to help. And the guys that were building it, they were going to go fishing later. They said around, you know, two, three, be out in the water. I was like, oh my God, what kind of fish do y'all catch? And they're like trout. I was like, I've never been trout fishing. I want to go. I thought these guys were part of the community. Uh, I thought they were their friends helping them out. And they're actually guys that work at Go RV uh, and sold some of the RVs to some of the campers there. So as a thank you, they were actually building this deck for them. So I got to help with that. Uh, and we did that for 10 hours and did not get to go fishing. So much. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And then Roy fed us. And then I bought him some beer as a, a deck warming gift. And which is apparently like the PBR of Canada. No, it wasn't. That's what he said. The lucky? other one, the, the lucky one was the nicer one. That was the more expensive one. Uh, okay. Um, and then, oh yeah, by the way, the syntaxes in Canada are insane. It was $40 for a case of beer. 40 Canadian dollars. Well, yeah, so 30-something dollars U.S. still for a case of beer. Yep. And, oh, and then I got drunk and passed out with my head hanging out of the tent. And I have a picture of that. That's great. Yeah, it's <laughs> already posted, with including my sick. Uh, Thank you, Pam, for calling that out in the photo. Um, I didn't realize that was visible. Thanks, Joe, for posting it. You're welcome. Overall, still a great time, so we'll be back in August. 
but no drinking for you. Mm, very little drinking for me. And then we've been on the road 12 hours yesterday, almost eight hours today. Uh, stopped in Leard, L-I-A-R-D, Hot Springs. Yeah, um, that was nice. North part of BC. And that was, yeah, extremely hot. Yeah. But we did a little stone thing where you get close enough to the hot and... Where the water was almost boiling. It was boiling. I saw it bubbling. That's probably like the sulfuric gas or whatever coming out of the vent. I'm not quite sure. It was boiling. It was pretty fucking hot. Yeah, you'd be dead. And then we packed up this morning. Oh, we met Wade. He had a site set up next to us in the overflow area because the campground (laughs) was full. I apparently have a great... Uh, knack for picking campgrounds that are going to be completely full or tents aren't allowed. Uh, But everything has worked out for the most part so far on this trip. Uh, So met Wade. Wade is traveling from California. He's traveling through Canada and going to Alaska. And I believe his Instagram states that he's going to be driving back to Argentina. So I don't know if I read that wrong or what, but we're following him now. That will be interesting. (laughs) <laughs> to watch his travels, maybe get some ideas, maybe even tag along to Argentina ourselves. Um, I want to go. I do. And then what happened with your tires? Oh, God. So we get back from the hot spring last night, and I happened to look at my tires on my trailer. And I'm like, what the hell's going on here? While we were at Eagle creek campground for an entire week i'd seen those tires multiple times they were fine for eight thousand miles they were fine in two days the well i guess it was only one day of travel at that point right Uh in one day's travel 12 hours five six hundred miles the entire inside portion of the tread had been worn down to where there was no tread so it was like the trailer was flexing in, plus it was chip roads. So it's basically just a bunch of chip material, and then they poured the spray the oil on top of it and compress it. So it's not like asphalt smooth. So the guy said any kind of imbalance or anything like that, the additional weight on the inside could have just chewed right through the tires. So the gentleman, I forgot his name, but I have his card. Uh, do you remember what town that was, Joe? It was a small town. I don't remember. It was on the way to White Horse. It's yeah. on Highway 1. It's where the the signposts were. Oh, yeah. Watson. Yep. Watson. Yeah, because it was, it, there's signpost village there where there's like 10,000 signs that have been brought from all over the world and stuck in this um, area that's about an acre or so large that was started by a guy after World War II. He placed the first one. And since then, over 10,000 different signs have appeared. But the gentleman ended up mounting the tires, flipping them on the wheel so that the worn outside is on the outside now. And after today's travel, the tread looks fine on the inside. So I'm going to keep an eye on that. Um, Hopefully it was just the road. Uh, But we'll see. Apparently the tires are $500 a piece in Canada as well as Alaska and push comes to shove I'm just going to put Joe's spare tire under there and continue on that way 
My spare tire? Muffin top, whatever. Rude. <laughs> I think your muffin top would probably fit it more than mine. It would. Yeah. Each love handle on the side. And that leads us up to Whitehorse. Well, we ate in Watford at that Chinese Watson. place. Guess what we ordered at a Chinese restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> Hamburgers. <laughs> I got a buffalo burger. But it was 11 a.m. I was not eating Chinese at 11 a.m. Yeah, they had breakfast. Breakfast probably would have been better, but... All right, though, for Chinese food burger. Yeah. All right, I'm going to tend to the fire real quick. So, um, out of the trip since our last update, uh, oh, since we've been on the road, what, 36 days, what have you learned on this trip? Things not to do, things to plan better, things that have went well. We need to probably touch base on that. Pack less. Pack less, yes, like what? Less clothing. Less clothing, agreed. Probably half as much as we did, right? Yeah. What? How many <clears throat> sets of clothing, what type of clothing do you think you've worn and reworn? I mean, I mostly wore two different kinds of pants and then like three or four shirts. About the same. I've had two pair of shorts, a pair I, of jeans, and my sweats. I sleep in my sweats when it's cold with yeah, little socks. I put them on pajamas for that. But yeah. I usually just wear a tank top and my swim trunks. Yeah. And then I've been washing my swim trunks and I take a shower. Yeah. So pack a lot less clothing. Uh, that one box in there that I have for the spare tent with an air mattress and everything, totally don't need to pack that box next time. Don't bring a spare tent. If you end up having troubles, go to Walmart, go to a store. Uh, we've been to some remote places, but on the way, you know, there are going to be places where you can stop and buy stuff. So don't stock up on things. Like all those, I brought all of my propane tanks that I've had for years. And we've um, only used it three or four times? We've used the lantern that many times and the stove almost that many times to heat up water for the MREs. Um, the, let's see, what else? Is there anything else? So the lack of, of reduced the clothing which will save a lot of space because we have two trunks, a trunk each in the back of the Jeep full of clothes. Bigger uh, battery pack? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm keeping that because with the fires in BC, if we needed it, your battery may not be recharged with my solar panel. So that and that... I'm seeing a bigger one. Oh, bigger one. No, I mean, we've only used yours so far, so it's worked. Uh, if we're out in Alaska for a week at a time, remote, depending on how cold it is, you know, we'll probably we'll use both of ours, and I'm not sure how much we'll be able to get those recharged. Um, we'll see, and probably any... pack better like bedding stuff. Like I think sleeping bags would be easier than trying to quote uh, unquote make and, and make a bed every time. Yeah, the only thing is, is if you're gonna sleep in a sleeping bag, you need to consider. If you're not bathing every night, what are you doing to protect the lining of that sleeping bag to keep it comfortable, fresh, whatever? They have, they have sleeping bag sheets. They do? Yes. Never owned a pair. Did not know they existed. So there you go, folks. Um, what is an absolute necessity or essential that we do not have or have not had and acquired along the way or need to? I mean, 
other than bug spray <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh make sure oh and just remember when you get to canada everything's a lot more expensive even if the currency was a dollar for dollar the u.s dollar is stronger um so even if it was a dollar for dollar super expensive but um with our dollar being stronger it means you know it goes further in canada it's still much more expensive than back at home and alaska is going to be the same way since everything has to be trucked or shipped to alaska so certain items you do want to carry extra on probably like the bug spray um gosh now i'm drawing a blank I can't think of anything that we purchased that we absolutely needed, like, on the trip. I mean, we pretty much have everything in the kitchen sink. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, do, do look at your vehicle's mileage and your planned stops. Uh, anything more, or if you get less than 200 miles a tank, you need to make sure you carry a spare gas can once you're in Canada. Um, more BC and the Yukon. Um, and then parts of Alaska. And probably spend money on, like, things that attach it to your vehicle instead of, like, figuring out where they go after right, you fill them up. Where you're trying to store it, yeah. There's no mounting brackets or anything on my trailer at this time. So they are stored internally and carefully so that they're not bumping around and stuff. Um, the only other thing I would say is make sure that each of your stops you have a campsite picked out. You don't necessarily have to have everything booked because if you stay longer or shorter in certain areas, that's gonna that's just gonna be difficult. You can try booking it if you have a co-pilot like I do. Um, not tour guide Barbie, but Navigator Joe uh, <laughs> sometimes books it the day before or the day we're traveling. Except for those ones that require a three-day minimum ahead of time to book. Which, when you get there, they usually don't you to that so yeah, they still let you in yeah um and then make sure you have a, a boondocking app or something else available um, rv life is an app that my uh, sister-in-law rebecca told me about and that has been a huge help um, it locates campgrounds around you and such i actually use that to help plan stops along the way and also download maps like google has off offline maps available like I would say, if you're going to go somewhere, even if you think you would have signal, go ahead and download the map anyway, because like where we are right now, there's literally no, no signal. Much of the Midwest and the U.S. where we were camping and the national parks did not have cellular service. It shows that it did, but I think it's reserved for their employees because we could not even text or anything, even though it showed we had full signal in the national parks. Canada, so far, traveling across Alberta, even in the remote parts, we had signal along the way. Um, it wasn't until we got into BC, maybe mid-BC, that we started having issues with service in between the towns. Yep. Uh, and now that we're in the Yukon, it's like you drive right before you get into town, you have it, and then you lose it right before you, right after you leave town. And so it is spotty. And we are roaming while up here. There's Rogers, I think, is one company. Rogers and then Wireless. Tell Telus, I think. T E L U S. Huh? I thought it was pronounced Telus or Telus. I don't care. Oh, maybe it is. It's one of those. Anyway. Uh, let's see. What else? Any other 
pointers for people to think about for their efforts, their travels? Nope. Definitely think about a heat source you're going to be traveling in the cold, though, because our heated blanket's really been nice. Yeah, even though it's summer. Uh, and one thing I did not account for was meeting people along the way. So be open to meeting people, striking up a conversation, share your interests, ask them theirs. Most people we've met so far have wanted to talk. Some, yeah, sometimes in the morning <laughs> and it takes all I have not to stare them down and, you know, get my point across. Or when you're trying to set up a tent. Right. Like last night, this guy walks up, we're late, it's getting later, we want to get to the hot spring, and he is asking a hundred different questions as we're setting up. And I was like, you know, one thing at a time. I was not rude. I continued to work as I talked to him. <laughs> then the uh, overflow guard dude came by and started talking about the trailer and everything. And I'm literally brushing my teeth. So I'm talking to him with my mouth full. And he just continues to ask me questions. I finally spit everything out after a couple minutes because I was like, this is not going anywhere. And then continue the conversation. So they were nice people. And I was going to say, don't be those people. But just like, you know, when you are talking to others, be considerate and observant of what they have in their mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Of their um, social cues. There we go considering that's usually a hard one for me. Um, I'm a little bit more mindful of it as a result. But... um, Oh, we've encountered leeches again today. So remember, everything in Canada wants to kill you if you're, I guess, a foreigner. I don't know. If everything treats them, their citizens, the same way. But the Skeeters, the leeches... Uh, we saw five bear today. Oh yeah, we, so we fought, saw five bear today. Um, five black bear, technically a brown bear with. Oh no, he's one up. was a bl- brown bear. Bear, oh. yeah, brown bear by itself, and then we saw a black bear with two brown cubs, which was interesting. Yeah, because I've seen black bear before with cubs, and they were miniature black bears. They looked just like mama. This was literally a black bear with two brown bear-looking cubs. I'd never seen that before. So I don't know if they crossbred, if she adopted them, if mama got killed or hunted or or what. But that was odd. And of course, I was doing 100 plus kilometers an hour, so we didn't get to stop to really take a closer look. And just for... Just in case, that's just a joke. <laughs> He's not for real. We're not speeding. So the 100 kilometers an hour is not speeding. Anything over that or 110 is speeding in Canada, which is like 65, 68 miles per hour, which is slow. For the most part. What Better else? gas mileage. Uh, let's see. We're at 35 minutes. 35 minutes, okay. Uh, take a saw or an axe. Uh, probably both. An axe 
comes in handy for some jobs and then a saw just a, a quick cut through something is a lot better we've got an axe right now uh, a saw would be nice at times uh, oh make sure you take bear spray uh, it's best if you go ahead and get an air horn as well and remember to enjoy your time slow down don't rush something i have to realize every single day stop and smell the roses i mean sheep i mean roses sheep roses sheepy roses um and clean up after yourself at your campsites whether you're boondocking whether you're in a national park provincial park if you pack it in pack it out Re recycling's real big up here uh they charge the 10 cents a can bottle type thing. So instead of throwing those out, you know, there are people who will gladly take them. Some of our camp hosts have taken ours. Uh, so just, you know, it's a perfect opportunity to be a better person. Right. Joe's waiting for me to do that, apparently. <laughs> To be a better person? Yeah. That's going to take a whole lot more than a trip to Alaska. Oh, wow. Oh, download music in advance. If you're going to take CDs, that's great. Uh, if you're streaming music or something like that, make sure you download a bunch of music because once you don't have service, yeah, we learned the hard way. It was. I already had music downloaded, so I didn't learn the hard way. I already knew. I learned the hard way because I had to listen to his crap. First of all. No, I know. We've taken turns. Joe's navigating and doing all that, so I let him usually pick. And I've got bumps all over me now from mosquito bites. That one looks infected. Ouch. Alright, any last parting words? I'm being held hostage. Come save me. <laughs> now, I'm glad you laughed. So... Um, yeah. And right. or send money. We're live. No negative animal encounters. Knock on wood. Yep. The leech didn't hold. All right. Well, that's all. Happy trails, folks. Bye.